The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. A budget 2024 in all its glory going to be revealed tomorrow, the detail of it. But today we want to find out what people would like to see in that budget. And when I say people, I mean you. 087 1400 What would you like to see announced? What would make the biggest difference to you? That number, again, 87 Elaine Dunn is from the Federation of Early Childhood Providers. Elaine, what would you like to see announced tomorrow? Okay, so tomorrow what we would like to see is the Early Childhood Care and Education, so that's your ECC services, that the capitation is raised up to €100 per child. This would keep all of the small and medium services viable and keep their doors open. I mean, as you all know, we've been protesting for long enough now and showing that there is a big problem within that part of the sector. Um, we would also like to see um, the that government spending raised by $130 million per annum between now and 2028. Um, more increase in core funding, obviously, to help with the uh, employment regulation order. And there's also one coming in next year as well. So we'd like to see more funding mm. going into that for our staff. And then obviously for the providers, we'd like to see um, some kind of enumeration because of the viability issues. Um, I know we're hearing something of a one-off payment for small and medium businesses, but I suppose the devil will be in the detail of everything tomorrow. We'd also like uh, $45 million extra to uh, be expanded out to the access and including model. So that would be any child that comes into our services for eight hours a day. At the moment, they're only getting support for three hours of the day. Yeah. Um, to keep uh, you know somebody there working with them um, throughout the day it would be absolutely amazing. It would be great support for those children as well. And without those, without some or all of the above, Elaine, do you suspect that more service providers would have to close their doors? Oh, absolutely. I have to tell you, I've had 10 providers on today because we're not really seeing much happening on on the the, the front for the provider themselves. They're saying, like, I'll be gone. If nothing comes in tomorrow, then I'm definitely, my doors will be closed by Christmas. And that's only 10 just today. And we're all sitting here waiting patiently to see what is announced tomorrow. And look, I really hope that government and our minister and his department have done something to support those services on the ground. Mike McMahon is with me as well. He co-owns the award-winning Mother Max pub on High Street in Limerick City. Uh, Mike, what would you like to see, you and, and, and your colleagues in the industry? Good afternoon, Karen. Good afternoon to, to, to the listeners. Um, the, the traditional Irish pub, to be quite honest with you, is, is a cornerstone of, of, of tourism in Ireland. And, and I'd like to see it protected. You know, I'd like to see the government bring in tax measures that would that would protect the almost forty thousand jobs that we provide every every year. You know, I'd like to see measures that that would secure the generational succession in the pubs. I mean, a, a week and a half ago, you would have had the Palace Bar and the Hearn family on bill to 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 Liam to Willie. It's a it's a great story, and we'd like to see that continue. And it's just difficult times ahead. And as the cost of doing business increases, we really do need to protect the pub. You know, we need to look at employers PRSI for small and medium businesses and, and how that how that works. You know, we need to look at tax measures that would help us to retain the talent and attract new mm. talent into our industry. You know, I'd, I'd like to see tax measures that would secure employment in the sector. And then, you know, I'd also like to see a recognition of or a recogn- of the intangible cultural heritage that the pubs actually provide and, and the level of tourism that we provide for this country as well. 
Neil McDonald, the CEO of ISME, is with me in studio. Neil, what would you like to see the government do tomorrow with all the money that is at their disposal? Uh, we haven't uh, presumed, uh, good evening, <laughs> by the way, welcome back. We we haven't presumed actually that there's a huge amount of money uh, there uh, um, at the at the feet of Michael McGrath, Pascal Donoghue. Uh, and in fact, we did include unusually about 1.1, 1.2 uh, billion euro in revenue raising measures, especially on the social fund um, uh, to government. But we do, while we understand that an economy that's a, a at full employment, we you know you shouldn't be pouring more money into it. But there is a really good case for tax reform. So mm. we would like to see movement, and we understand there is going to be some on the standard rate for workers. But we also need to see reform of things like capital gains tax uh, and entrepreneurial taxes, because while our uh, multinational economy has been powering ahead over the last number of years, although it is slowing down now. Yeah. We would like to see the domestic economy get as much uh, attention. Now, th- those tweaks in the standard rate, you know, uh, they'd be described as some as effective ta- tax cuts. You know, defenders of it will say, well, no, doing nothing is effectively a tax increase. You know, it's just mm. kind of indexation, which is not what we do. I mean, I know this is the kind of the old perennial argument, but but should we be removing changing the tax bans from the annual budgetary process. There's a really good case to be made for that, Karen. And um, a lot of people mightn't remember, but but back as far as 2010, uh, the standard rate cutoff point pretty much tracked the average industrial wage. So uh, as long as you are close to or below the average industrial wage, your maximum rate of tax was the lower rate of tax. Mm. But but since then, we've departed from it. And in the last couple of years now, it, you know, we're, we're only, you, you know, you're going on to the top rate of tax at about 80% of uh, the average industrial wage. And the issue in Ireland is our, t- our marginal rates, our 20% and our 40% rates aren't out of whack. Uh, they're, they're reasonable rates by comparison with other countries. But going on to the top rate of tax, and that's before you add on USC and PRSI, uh, we're going on to our rates at extraordinarily low rates of income by comparison, even with high ta- uh, economies that are seen to be high tax, like France, uh, Germany the, uh, and the Nordic countries, uh, average industrial wage workers get quite highly taxed here. What, 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 when you kind of stand back and look at the, the, the picture as a whole and you, you've got, as you say, the economy going at full tilt and full employment, you do have, though... Um, you know, kind of some fears looming uh, on the horizon. You've got that slowdown in t- corporate tax receipts, potential dip in terms of uh, the commercial property sector, uh, talk of slipping into a kind of a technical recession possibly as well in the not too distant future. We've got infrastructural deficits uh, as well that I think everybody, even those in government, would absolutely acknowledge are kind of putting a bit of a handbrake on things. When you look at all of that in the whole, I mean, how would you describe the kind of the balancing act that the government need to get right? Um, Let's not look at, and I I don't, don't, Say this in 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 any way to be facetious. Let's not look at a slowdown in the a potential slowdown in the economy as a bad thing. One thing we really got wrong the last time uh, when this happened in the great financial crash is we absolutely guillotined 
public expenditure on infrastructure and and renters especially are arguably paying the price for that now. We we just stop building everything, public transport, uh, um, social and affordable housing. We dropped the guillotine on it and we stopped it. There, there was, in our view, too much of an emphasis on keeping the current account going at that time at the expense of capital. Mm. So a recession this time out, um, and we're not saying, we're not talking down the market, we're not saying there's going yeah. to be a recession, but we have seen a turn in cor- corporation tax receipts. We have seen a decreased forecast for GDP. This is the time for ministers to stand up and say, you know what, if if the economy does turn, we are going to commit to lots of infrastructural expenditure. And actually, you'd probably get much better value spend when that happens, because the state would be doing so in a market where, you know, commercial rates and uh, uh, um, commercial property uh, prices would be falling. Yeah, well, listen, lots of people getting in touch with their own views. I'd like to see children with disabilities seen as children. The call for childhood supports and education supports are badly needed, but I want and we need to see every child recognised and afforded education. Jill in Cork says, I'd love to be allowed to work up to 19 hours per week so I could claim for carers allowance for my son. I am over by 15 minutes. And somebody else says, I'd like tax relief for small and accidental Landlords, we're going to find out exactly what everybody will be getting uh, tomorrow. Uh, Though the nature of these things, many of them known in advance. Uh, listen, thank you to Neil McDonald, the CEO of ISME, who joined me in studio. Elaine Dunn, as well, the Federation of Early Childhood Providers, was my guest, and Mike McMahon, co-owner of the award-winning Mother Max Pub on High Street in Limerick City. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from four.